back to Bourbon Barrel Talk. I'm your host, Scott Minton. Today we are sitting down with Mr. Peter Massey, Earl Kramer, and Matt Wagner. We're just uh, doing a little bit of a, I guess, a tasting and fellowship and just going to talk a little bit about bourbon, what we've done with bourbon, and then uh, what's our favorite bourbon and all those good things. So, uh, first of all, Peter, thanks for having us out. How's it going, man? That's my pleasure. Everything's, everything's going great. And we're surrounded by bunch of guys like bourbon and a bunch of bourbon so how yep. can it go wrong i mean well it could go wrong if we drank too much but <laughs> you're kind of right couldn't go too wrong earl how about you bud great great uh i'm glad to be here and thanks for having me good deal mr matt what's up bud what's up mr matt yeah. so uh i i know matt from uh networking and a few other things and he's kind of my the thorn in my side on the business side but he decided to join us today so so he's, my, all, he's my brother-in-law. He's a thorn in my side, too. So, uh, I, I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> Fellas, keep it on track. Keep it on track. <laughs> so, first of all, you know, I we, I brought out a few uh, Starlight picks and w- wanted to share a couple of those with you guys and kind of talk through that piece. And then um, I know you guys brought some other things that we wanted to try. So, uh, let's 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 give this a taste. It'll let you give your kind of honest opinion or assessment. This one right here is a... Uh, a rye that has uh, been aged in an apple brandy cask. It's 113 proof, and it's four and a half years old. So it's still fairly young, but it's uh, I think it's got a lot of complexity to it. So uh, what do you think, Pete? Yeah, I think, I mean, definitely for a rye, it's got a, it's it's actually smoother than what I've been uh, used to in terms of rye. But it's got good flavor to it and good nose on it and everything else. Now, it's a, I like it. Yeah. Most of the times for a rye, for me at least, I'm looking at those to to make a cocktail out of it versus drinking, you know, straight right. up. And so this one, this one actually is pretty smooth. It is. I agree. Yeah. Yep. Same here. I, you know, like we were talking earlier, you know, about Willet and kind of their rise and stuff. And I would say that I'd I'd buy a bottle of this well before I even touch a bottle of that Willet four year. Yeah. And this stuff is. So I think this one adds a little bit of complexity just because of the fact that it's been finished in an apple brandy cask and it gives a little bit more of that sweet and, and it helps pull out those fruit notes that some ryes don't get and therefore you know a lot of people don't like ryes because if you have a heavy mint aversion i guess for people that like hate mint and juleps and things like that typically most people won't like some of those ryes that are made because they do kind of give off those mint flavors yeah no it's this is good what's the proof on it so this one's 113 oh so it's hot yeah so yeah and it, it like i said it drinks a lot smoother and i think that apple brandy cast kind of helps with that kind of mellows it out and sure brings in some of those flavors and things like that so while we're drinking this, let's uh, talk a little bit more about, you know, bourbon. And and I know Matt's fairly new, so he probably won't talk quite as much or things like that. But uh, one of my favorite things to do is, you know, just hunting down bottles, looking for everything. And I've kind of given up on hunting down some of the things that everybody else is hunting just because the simple fact is it's I feel like everybody's kind of hunting for the same 12 bottles out there or 13. So sure, I've kind of been getting outside the box a little bit and trying to look for some other things. So with bourbon hunting season just right around the corner is there anything that's like really really got your i guess struck your fancy as far as something you're looking for outside of btac and pappy and things like that or i'll let you go first you've been you've been hunting well, pretty hard these last few weeks right? so well, well so unfortunately you said the btac i've never owned a bottle uh and i've th- i've tried this stag one time but that's it for that but uh Honestly, Hancock Reserve, the President's Choice, is one of the best, uh, you know, lower proof bourbons that I've I've had, and I've, I've I've been able to snag a couple of those recently, trying to hoard those and you know share them with my neighbors because he's a, my, my other my neighbor is also a big 
bourbon junkie bourbon fan and so are we allowed to use that bourbon junkie on here i know no. that uh, that's a, that, that might be a competitor <laughs> I don't, is bourbon junkie a competitor? i think they're they actually do some uh, uh some well, videos and stuff. I'm just, they you know. do i don't really care i'd be honest bourbon but, junkies go try them out i don't yeah, know they're yeah. not as good as me but you can try right. them who gives a shit <laughs> that is right <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so i mean for the lower proof that's that's kind of what i've been on the hunt for uh lately um, I'm looking forward to to seeing how the old Forester 150 anniversary goes after that, you know, birthday bourbon fiasco uh, that they had, where no one pretty much that I've that I spoke to got it. I had some friends run into it at uh, you know some stores and just got lucky, but you know that's kind of what I'm kind of searching for right now. So, so I'm so. I'm on you. So I, I've been on a huge old folk kick. As a matter of fact, I I, I see a bottle of President's Choice and. Actually, one of my most favorite um, of the barrel strengths that just came out. I saw a corner piece of cake over here behind me. So, uh, if you've not tried either one of those, you should definitely dive into those before you leave tonight. So, uh, assuming that they're open for be, to be drank, which I'm assuming they are since we were invited. So, yeah, that's right, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, and then I also to you know to add on to that old Forester, uh, I brought a silver dollar. Um, Is that the staying alive uh, one? Staying alive one, and that's, that's a good what bottle. turned me on to these single barrels with old forester this thing was this thing is probably the best bottle of old forester i have right now other than obviously a president's choice or yeah so had i known you you were a big ofo fan i would have brought a couple of my single barrel picks i've probably got 10 or 12 okay and then my buddy josh we call him ofo fanboy he's got about 25 or 30 old forester <laughs> single yeah. barrels yeah. so well, it's it's I, an interesting thing and, and and i'm i'm on that same bandwagon too i uh you know, anything, anytime you see a single barrel old forester, I'm going to pick it up. I picked one up in Michigan uh, a couple weeks ago and, and uh, I haven't had a bad one yet. Um, and so it's just kind of one of my kicks. You're talking about hunting for these uh, next couple months and whatnot. I, I'm more into the store picks, uh, these single barrels, that kind of thing. I mean, I've, I, I was joking with Earl. Earl and I do, we work together. We, uh, we travel a lot up in Ohio, so the whole Weller, you know, OWA and Special Reserve that we hand out at, you know, going to a Christmas party or something for friends. I mean, that I literally was walking into stores it's, it's and just passing on it just because it's so prevalent up there. But really, the store picks is kind of what I'm so on right that now. that ever so. happens again, don't pass on it. Just bring it back to me. That, <laughs> totally that, agree that, 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 that is my yeah. daily drinker. Yeah. So. Right. Don't tell anybody. I got plenty in the basement if you need <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you just told yeah. a bunch of people. <laughs> so, but no, I mean, I mean, but, but that's my thing. Like, I've, I've, I've gone out and, and you know, the hunt's fun and that kind of stuff. But, but really, I mean, these store picks, I've, I've kind of gotten turned on to that over the last year or so on, on kind of seeing who's got better store picks and, and, uh, and whatnot. And, and that's been kind of fun tasting those because, like, the, the, uh, this old forester sitting in front of me, but this single barrel. You know, like you said, you've got several of them. Your buddy's got twenty-five of them. You can have four of them sitting there, and they can all have different flavors to them. But like I said, I haven't had a bad one yet, so yeah. it's just kind of fun. I really appreciate the the MTS ones, the Master Taster selections. Mm-hmm. Um, so the ones that are the, the early ones that Marianne Barnes did, and then the ones now that Jackie Zykan's doing are, are just a phenomenal bottles. They do a great job of picking them out, and it's one of those weird things that I think, for the most part, women have better palates than men anyway. And then uh, when you can get somebody that, you know, tries those and, and, and can get them out into the market, I, th- I just think they do a phenomenal job. So, so Matt, what about you? Are you going to be hunting anything special this, this uh, fall hunting season? I really can't wait for, for fall hunting season. I'm really excited about it, Scott. Um, I, I think, you know, Earl mentioned a few minutes ago about the, uh, the staying alive uh, silver dollar. That really is what kind of got me really into the bourbon lately. Um, got a really good Weller uh, foolproof there. 
uh, a couple different makers uh, bottles that have got great uh, great flavor um, and so really just kind of right now as a, as a beginner per se really heavy on the Jack Daniels as a younger person that we've talked about off yes. off the pod that you're not happy about but well, it's not that it's, I'm not happy about it. It's just when I think of well, Jack Daniels, the first thing I think of is banana nut bread. Like uh, when you but, drink you know, Jack, it's it's bananas. I mean, it's it and Woodford are the two that are most synonymously known. That if you're going to drink it, when you, when you first get it, that nose is just nothing but bananas, and it kind of hits you with that piece. And and I just want a little it hits bit, me with deliciousness. And it, it, yeah. you know. it's not that it's not tasty, but like if I'm going to go that sweet, I, I want, I, I got to have some spice or some heat with it. You know, if it's going to yeah. be sweet, I want some heat. So cool. I, because I like full octane and anybody yeah. that knows that listens to the podcast, they know I like 120 or higher. That's just kind of my sweet spot. So well, that's your old Forrester barrel strength in there, man. That stuff Absolutely. is fire. Yeah. I mean, I had a bottle of, you know, I cracked a bottle of that and that stuff was, was fire. Yeah. It's good. And some of them are a little hot. I mean, they, they, they get a really good alcohol bounce up front, but they the finishes like sure. have just been so good. Like um, the corner piece of cake, um, the Barrel 5000 was the only one of the recent ones that I've even had that I did not really care for. Um, that was the first one they did. It right? was the very first yeah. one, yeah. But the corner piece of cake, brown sugar is amazing. Um, the melon, melon dramatic. It's yeah, melon dramatic or melon. Yeah, yeah I think it's melon dramatic, but okay. it's like literally, it's like honeydew and like it's got all these little nice melon flavors, but it's super, super sweet. But it's got a ton of heat up front. Mm-hmm. So, so for me myself personally, you know, like you, you guys were talking. I'm a huge single barrel guy. Um, I do love hunting down BTAC and things like that. But if I'm going to stay away from that stuff, lately I've really been on a huge Four Roses kick. So for me, I've been trying to find anything, you know, especially that's coming out of the actual um, gift shops there, like some of the Brent Elliott picks and things to that nature. So that's where I'm kind of spending my time is is looking for those. And unfortunately, I don't get that far into Kentucky that often. So I end up buying a lot of mine through either secondary or auctions or different things like that. So. Yep. So, so Pete, Earl, you just filled us up right here with uh, some old Forrester. What do we have here? Oh, uh, this is yeah, this is that old Forrester single barrel, the silver dollar staying alive number one. Yep. So yeah. So, so I, I don't don't ever drink out of my silver dollar number one because I drink it straight out of the bottle. Like people <laughs> <Gotcha>. make. <laughs> so if you ever see that bottle, just don't drink yeah. it. It's I have two bottles that I reserve to drink out of constantly. One of them is a liquor barn uh, Buffalo Trace pick, and then the other one is is that one. So yeah. If you see it on the bottom shelf, I've got two of them. Uh, one of them might be not the one I've drank out of, but I don't even know. I might have drank out of both of them. So <laughs> it's good. It's yep. good. Good stuff. Well, you mentioned earlier you were talking about the uh, the four roses, and so uh, I got a couple barrel strengths, and and I got one for Peter here, and now he's mad at me because I forgot to bring it over tonight. You know, hey. but yeah, it's the, I think it was the OS uh, S O S or OBSV. Is OBSV. That? Okay. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, and. I've heard good things about it. I haven't, you know, really got into mine yet, but uh, you know, so said you, it was one of the better picks that for especially for a Kroger, you know. So yeah, if it's the OBSV from Kroger, that is. thing is from fire. The one from it's really Middletown. Good. You'll yeah. super enjoy yeah. that one. Yep. Okay. So that's what I was going to ask you since you since you brought up OFO on. I mean, uh, Four Roses on top of what I talked about. Um, is there a particular blend that you like the best or, you know, See, we can kind of go around that piece. Yeah, so I am not I don't I have not uh, ha, you know, partaken in a lot of old forest or sorry. Now you got me saying old I know, four roses. Four roses. <laughs> but uh but uh you know, I'm I'm looking forward to, you know, getting into yeah. some of those those barrel strengths. So good deal. Yeah, I'm the same way. I I haven't really gotten into the four roses line and, and whatnot, so I I was looking forward to Earl bringing it over to uh tonight, but of course that didn't happen. So, you know, we could have all tried it, but we'll see yeah. from there. 
Well, I, next time, I, yeah, just absolutely. remind me, and I, I've got probably about 10 bottles that are open. I can surely bring a few of those. Yeah. Is that one that you drank out it's of? A great, it's a great tour. I don't know if you've been out to the distillery, but it's a great, it's a great distillery tour it if is. you've ever been it's, out there. It's yeah. phenomenal. You know, I, I really enjoy, you know, the Four Roses tour. I, I'm trying to... I'm talking with them right now, trying to hopefully get in where I can actually speak with uh, Brent myself and do a podcast and yeah. a torn tasting with them on that piece. So it's kind of cool how they built the, you know, looks kind of like that Southern California type uh, architecture when you go out there, but no, it's a, it's a great tour. Yeah. So for me, I'm an OESO guy. Um, I like OESO, OBSO and OBSK. So those are the three that I drink the most frequently. All right. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to plead ignorant here. You need to walk me through what all that means just so we can understand. I, what I totally for. agree, Pete. So the, the, <laughs> most of those are all high-rise. So the, the only difference is, is those are different yeast strains. So when, when Four Roses releases a barrel, they will have a very, a very typical high-rise or a, a low-rise mash bill is the way they kind of build those out. It's either high corn, low-rise, or it's semi-high corn, high-rise. So that's kind of their, their their thing. So the big thing is is with the OES, anything that's OE has got a different uh, yeast strain than the OBs. So your OEs will typically give off a little bit more of those fruity notes from the rye versus the OBs will give you some of those spicier, peppy, peppery, cinnamon-type notes off there. So that's where you'll kind of find, you know, what's your, what your blend that you like. And if you ever look at the actual single barrels, they've got those little tags on there, and it right. will tell you those yeah. recipes. So it's real easy. So once you start buying them and you hunt them down, you'll find out immediately what you like, you know. So I like OESK. It's just it's the most prominent one, to, I think, that most people find. Most of the OBSVs and OBSOs and things like that are actually dumped into their small batch, so they're harder to find those in single barrels. So I think that's why I find it myself having a tendency to try to find those single barrels is because they're they're harder to get sure so that's just kind of my general rule on that piece so uh camping out anybody ever done any of that stuff or went you know to liquor barn at five in the morning for the for the last saturday of the month release or any of that stuff well yeah i got i got i got a a good story for earl earl's done it a little more than i have but there was a there was a month or so ago i can't remember when it was and and uh you know during during this uh covid environment we uh you know obviously they've been doing some releases they haven't been as prominent as they were earlier on but uh, we started looking at some of the liquor worlds here in town and they were releasing, you know, they, you know, they'd come out at 8am on a Saturday and say, Hey, this is, you know, this is what we've got here opening at 9am, you know, whatever. And so Earl and I were talking, we're like, all right, this is where they had it last week. So next week you're going to go here and I'm going to go here and we're going to figure this out. And we're we're going to, you know, one of us is going to, going to get it. And for whatever reason, there was something that happened that at the last minute, I've got three kids, so and he's got two, so it was me this time. But last last minute, or something had to happen where I couldn't get there early enough to, to do it. So I told him, he said, "Okay, well, I'm going to have my my neighbor who was going to this other one, other location. He's going to go to the location you were going to be at, and and we'll be all good." Well, something something happened again, and I was able to actually get out. So I went to the other location. Well, come to find out, the one his neighbor went to, he got a Weller foolproof, <laughs> and we ended up. I think I think I had Basil Hayden was yeah. with all that was left, and you had something else. <laughs> yeah, it was the uh, yeah it was uh, one of the 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 stores that I was actually supposed to be at, and then I ended up calling yeah, what, yeah, yeah. a friend and was like, "Hey, can you hit this store? It's closer to your house. We'll hit the other two. And then, of course, like yeah, he gets the dollar full proof, and there was nothing at our stores, yeah. so we obviously had to you know head so, over there and you know, yeah, I've, I've, I've never done a camp out overnight. I, I can tell you that. Uh, you know that could probably be a one and done thing for me. I, it would be fun to do it one time, but 
I'm not a, you know, I, you know, I kind of like walking into a store and finding a unicorn. I've got plenty, you know, there's plenty of picks that I can find on a daily basis that I haven't tried yet. That'd be kind of fun to have. So, uh, you know, camping out one time, if I, if I know I'm going to probably get something good with, you know, with some, some couple buddies and whatnot, that, that seems like a good time, but doing it, doing it every weekend or during a bourbon hunting season or whatnot that, that I don't know if I could do get into all that. That's all right. It, to each their own. That's right. what I always I, tell no, people. No, I, 100%. <laughs> to each their own bourbon too. I don't, you know. Sure. There's plenty, there's plenty of juice to go around. No, absolutely. So for me, it was always, uh, because Indiana, that's where I live and there's literally <clears> nothing <throat> over there because everything is distribu- distributed through Indianapolis. So that being said, it's really, really hard for anything to make it all the way down to Southern Indiana. So it's a lot easier for me to just come on this side of the river. So uh, for a long time, Liquor Barn, every the fourth Saturday or the last Saturday of every month, they did their, you know, Weller or Buffalo Trace releases. So I would go there, and typically what I would do is I'd get up at like 5.30 or 6 o'clock in the morning, and then I would go get in line. And usually I'm either anywhere between 1st and 15th. And I would always get something, whether it was Blanton's, OWA, you know, um, so, something, you know. Might be a Buffalo Trace store pick, a Hancock's. I probably have four bottles of Hancock. So just hit me up if you ever really okay. want one. So, um, that's on the record. That is it on is. the record. Yes. So it's one of those things that, you know, like y- y- that's what I did. And that's how I have amassed the type of stuff that I have, you know? And, and the funny thing is there was a couple of times where I heard rumors where like XYZ was going to be released, but it wasn't the typical days. And I've went up there and got there not even as early as I typically would get and like got super lucky and was able to pull things. And then, the good thing was, is I always start at the the one on Preston Highway, and then as soon as I leave Preston Highway, I always go to Outer Loop on my way home. And sometimes I'm lucky enough to get two bottles on those days. Like I might get a OWA at the one store and get a Blanton's on my way home because there's just so few sure. people at that uh, Outer Loop location. Which I probably shouldn't be telling people this because now everybody's running <laughs> up in Outer Loop. But anyway, long story short, that's where my luck came in, and 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 why I had so much for uh, such a long time to where that's going to where that's been a daily drinker of course blanton's for me i typically have it just for shits and giggles you know i've got lots of dudes that are like oh you got blanton's right like, yeah here you yeah, are right. all blanton's here just take it get it out of my face it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful bottle it is a beautiful like bottle I mean, and, it, and i love the ponies and i collect the letters i mean people yeah. can make fun of me for tatering out you know and i really love the you know the, the left facing horses versus the right facing horses and all those funny things that everybody talks about but yeah no it's it's uh it, it, same i mean it's uh, what's funny though is i remember back 20 years ago in college hell we'd go over there and that was i mean that was you show up to a, a party with that and that's you know that's kind of everybody talked about it but you could find it everywhere yeah and now i mean it's yeah it's nobody just to wanted find. to drop 35 or 40 dollars in college for a bottle of bourbon. right they wanted right. to spend 10 bucks or 15 and they like bucks. to get the jack daniels they like getting jd that's right, that's right. exactly <laughs> jd you know. animal house made it famous man for me it would have been heaven hill six-year bottle and bond you know or jts brown there you go <laughs> If you're gonna get drunk. Get drunk on good stuff that's cheap. I've, gradu- I've graduated out of the Jack Daniels. <laughs> How about a little Vario Barton though? I mean, come on. Vario, but there's nothing wrong with no. Vario Barton. A but Vob. I, so the funny thing is that you know Barton has really good old stuff, and yep. it's sitting in their Rick houses. But they don't they don't bottle it themselves. They contract that stuff out. They sell right. it to other people. You know, um, I, I don't remember who it was, and and I can't say anyway because I think I signed an NDA on it. But anyway. <laughs> One of the guys here, you know, that, that does bourbon, you know, I was trying some of his juice and he, you know, 12-year-old bottle. And I'm like, where'd you get this from? And he's like, uh, you know, I really can't tell you unless you sign this piece of paper. And then I was like, okay. So it was one of those type <laughs> of things. But, I mean, like Barton has stuff like that. Yep. You know, most people don't realize that Barton has that much good old stuff that's sitting around in their stocks. And, you know, I guess it's uh, 
no big secret, you know, with with them being a Sazerac family member, that they've got some cool stuff out there. So right, yeah. right. And we're talking about Bart, Varial Barton. So I, I, my I've heard that. So I've got a Sam Houston fourteen year in my hand, and my understanding was that that might have been something that was sourced from uh, from Barton. I've heard similar rumors to yeah. that. So, so yeah, just now that we yeah. But I don't think it's been confirmed or sure. not. But you know, Heaven Hill's got a lot of old juice that they they source out and right. sell. So it's a, uh, you know. But you know, one of the funny things is is there's so much good bourbon out there, and most people, you know, they they think of bourbon, they think of the state of Kentucky, and then you, when you tell people that MGP's in Indiana, and they're like, well, MGP, who's that? And I'm like, and then you start naming off all the stuff that MGP makes, and people are like, well, holy shit! And I'm right. like, yeah, exactly right, MGP's. Yeah. You know, and, right, and, and especially if you're a rye drinker. I mean, anybody that likes rye, you know, that '95 rye that Larry Abersold did, you know, is just legendary. I mean, to 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 be able to drink and, and partake in that stuff. So, so all right, then we'll we'll get down to the nitty gritty here, so that way we we can uh, have some. Uh, I, I, I was told there was steak here tonight. I don't know, is that true? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, there's so, steak. So, uh, what's the craziest thing you've done? You know, or what's the best? Uh, I got really really drunk on bourbon story. You got, man. I don't, I don't know if I remember some of those, but I know, yeah, <laughs> my yeah. wife, my wife's peeking around the corner right now, <laughs> yeah. looking at me like, eh. yeah. she, she wants to she's, she's got one. Maybe I, we need I got, to bring her. I got, right? How about this? I, 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 I don't know about the craziest stories. I mean, I, how about I, the, I, I the, most, say, listen, the funniest? Listen, I got plenty of stories at O'Shea's back in the day. Okay. At the house bar, we opened the house bar, my, my buddies and fraternity bar. And I, I mean, we, we got that thing opened and I've got plenty of stories, but I, you know, I don't know if I want to get into that. I can tell you what got me into bourbon. How about that? That can be the best thing. So when I when when I went to college, I uh, went to University of Louisville and, and uh, joined a fraternity. And my brother in law, uh, well, excuse me, my big brother in the fraternity, who actually is now my brother in law, Matt and I's brother in law, uh, he told me he goes, "You don't need to learn the founding fathers of this fraternity. You need to learn the people on the side of a Jim Beam bottle." And so to this day, Jacob Beam, David Beam, David Benton Beam, all of them are ingrained in my my mind on what it is. And so from then on, uh, I was always known as Whiskey Pete, even though I didn't really drink whiskey back in the day, but it just kind of stuck with me. And so I kind of rolled it through and and, uh, I finally got off of my Jim Beam kick. And uh, there you go. And uh, you're still known as Whiskey Pete. I'm still, you're, you're always going to be Whiskey I'm still known Pete. as Whiskey Pete. Hell, my father-in-law calls me Whiskey. So it's it, you know it's one of those things where that's what got me into uh, bourbon. But then really over the last couple of years, um, Earl, who I work with, and a couple of the guys I work with are you know big bourbon fans, and we just kind of started talking about it and you know started looking at where we can find bourbon and, and different types of bourbon and kind of grew from there. But yeah, I, you know that's 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 another podcast if you want to get into my whiskey days and at O'Shea's, but. Another podcast when the wives aren't around. <laughs> no, she can tell you. No, it's probably with the wives. They can tell you plenty of stories. <laughs> How about you, Earl? Yeah, unfortunately, uh, you know, at my age now, you know, I didn't get into to bourbon like this until you know mid thirties. So uh, I could tell you probably some good Jägermeister stories, you know. But I, I Ooh. Yeah. I'll take. <laughs> Ooh. I'm just kidding. I'll take a drunken Jäger story. <laughs> no, but uh, sticking with bourbon. Uh, no, not a whole lot. But I will say the the just. Being able to meet new people, like, you know, uh, just a, a good story. So um, I had run into somebody that was looking for a, a certain bottle of something, never met the person, just, you know, through, you know, just a, a chat. And so, uh, you know, obviously online and, and not one of those online chats, but, you know. Swiping left or right. Right, right, right. But uh, uh, had a bottle. DMs. Yeah. <laughs> 
so I, I was like, you know, hey, can you meet over at the at this at this location here? And he's like, uh, yeah, that's great. It's right across from my neighborhood. And I'm like, uh, do you live so and so neighborhood? He's like, um, apparently you do. And I'm like, he's like, yeah, I do too. And he's like, so he lives in my neighborhood, and now we've become some, you know pretty good friends. And now you know, did we just become best friends? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's kind of how it felt. So, so, so it's funny. The guy who so, designed our stickers. Like literally lives right around the corner from me, and he's See? in the bourbon community. And I have yeah, no idea that that's who he was, and it's like I was like, "Hey, what do you know?" Thanks. Right. That's what makes it. Yeah. That's what makes it so great. You know. Just the, by the yeah, way, sorry, folks. Twenty twenty close is one of the best stickers. Not probably the best sticker that I've got out here. It's that pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Thanks. I I owe that one completely to uh, Josh Hillman with the idea, and then uh, Justin, our sticker guy, just brought that one to life. So we we got talking about it, and he's like, "Dude, I love the idea." He goes, "Let me work with it." And yeah. That's a great bottle. With, that is so a really good bottle. The best part was, and, and and the funny thing is, is you know when you look at the bottle, and Matt, if you if you don't mind grabbing it real quick while we're talking about it, but uh, or yeah, Earl can grab it. He's got the long arms there. It looks Earl like. with the long arms. I'll stand up. It's they're uh, they're stuck there. They're stuck there. Yeah, I, I Velcro them. There's no. There's you know. Gonna That's make sure weird. it's not keeping. It's not gonna fall off the wall. So <laughs> the funny thing about that one is, if when you look at it, is uh, the moose at the bottom. Everybody thought that was his hog hanging out of his pants. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we can see that. I didn't see I that. So, yeah. so they thought literally that was the, the antlers was his fly that was open, and yep. literally. So it's funny. And I was like, dude, when I told Justin, he goes, no, man. He goes, it just looks so empty down there that I just wanted to add something, yep. you know. So it, it, it's just funny that it kind of came out that way, but. uh <laughs> That, we we do love that pick, and uh, I, I love that bottle. I mean, I, I've already you know melted down a, a bottle and a half of that at my house, and I, I don't know how fast I'll go through this next one, but it's it, it'll be pretty fast. Quarantine's been rough on oh, me. Oh no, my my recycling bin is filling up crazy, like like yeah, wildfire. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, so so during during this whole process, so the. I actually had to go through, label every single one of those 210 bottles, all the boxes, everything else, get all that stuff ready to get out to distribution to all the to people that have bought those bottles. And long story well, it's short, a little, mine's a little crooked. So if you want to give me a new bottle, that's all a right. Crooked? Is it a little crooked? I don't know. That's a possibility. <laughs> it um, hangs to the left. Does it? <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the funny thing was. Uh, the recycling dude literally came and knocked on my front door and he's like, dude, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> everything okay in there? Is everything all right? I'm like, yeah, it's fine, man. And I kind of told him what I did and he's like, well, that's so cool. So he started listening to the podcast and he stopped by like two or three weeks ago and he's like, it's like, I really, I really like what you're doing. He goes, I don't, I don't know anything about bourbon, but it's kind of cool that I know somebody that, that, uh, you know, talks about it and stuff. And I'm like, well, that's fine. You know, thanks, thanks for joining us. You know, that type of thing. But, uh, I actually had my first fanboy moment um, <laughs> just uh, the other day. Um, we went to uh, have a conversation with Wilderness Trail, and super nice guy came up to me out of the blue while I was talking to the girl, and he's like, are you Scott Minton from Bourbon Barrel Talk? I'm like, damn right. I was like, Scott Minton. <laughs> yes, I am. And he's like, I listen to the podcast. And he, and oddly, he got introduced to us by that barrel. Well, let's just so, give a shout-out to him now so on the pod. I, hey, I, yeah. I don't, thanks I don't, for listening. I, I, yes, thanks for listening. I forgot your name, so I apologize. <laughs> wow. I, well, for, for one, I drank a lot of bourbon that day with Pat and – and Shane, so uh, it really it, the the best memory at that point was a meeting the guy, but I did forget his name um, because I literally drank so much with them after the tour, and we did a little tasting and a conversation. So that's right. the fun part about this job, yep. I guess, is it being a secondary yeah. job of mine or a hobby is the fact that when you get to sit down with people, you, they typically will give you whatever they have in front of them to let you try it and 
kind of taste through it and things like that. Sure, sure. I got their weeder bottle up there. I, I, I'm a fan. That's good yeah. stuff. So the weeder, so th- that was a funny story he had told us about the fact that the wheat, they just ran out of the wheat. Like, they, yeah. they could not keep it on, on shelves. It was running out so fast, so they had to double production. So they, when they opened the second still, which is like a 36-inch still, I don't know if you've been there or not. It's, I have not, it's no. massive. The column still they have is massive. And they started running nothing but wheat out of that thing for like a number of months straight just so they can try to keep up with the demand. Um, long term because they're they're scared to death you know how much they sold um, during that first set plus he's he made a joke about the fact that uh they were only supposed to do 300 store picks this year and then somehow they sold 900 and he's like we, we only did 300 because yeah but some people bought all six barrels and he's like what <laughs> <laughs> he's like i didn't say that was okay he goes like, i guess it was okay because they're gone right. but he's like it is what it is so that's kind of the funny story there matt you well, for me i guess you know as a as a little villain, all my good bourbon stories started, uh, you know, pre gaming for the Derby, right at Papa John Stadium, and so a buddy and myself had a, a gentleman's agreement that before we went into the infield, that we would uh, the two of us would finish off a fifth of of some bourbon together, um, and then head on to the infield, and uh, you know, our other buddy could not handle it, and uh, actually we carried him into the infield, and an ambulance had to take him out. Um, so that was kind of our, uh, our, our good start to, uh, to, to bourbon. Um, but right, right now in our hand, we've got this new starlight pick. So yep. let's run with this. What, what, what is this? So this one's actually finished in a sherry cask. I think it's what, 112 and some change, or is it 104 and some uh, change? Well, yeah, 104 too. That's, this is good juice. I like it. Yeah, no, it's super tasty. It's got a little different color to it. Well, that's the sherry cask, so yeah. it's, you're pulling all the wine out of that. So it gives you a lot darker color. It's got a little bit of purple tinge to it. So it's some super tasty stuff. If uh, you saw the LFG pick, it was called Purple Rain. Had a, Yep, I saw that. I didn't, yeah, I so didn't get my hands on one, but I saw it. So this is basically the same juice. The Purple Rain was a little bit of a hotter one. I think it was like 106, but that's basically the same one. This was actually my favorite of those two when I tried them was the Whiskey and Wishes. So I bought this one um, after I'd sampled it. Starlight, yeah. Well, not, what most people might not know is they, they can't sell you a uh, a non full case. So if there's five bottles left, you know, after they do all that, they literally have nothing to do with those five bottles. So they use them as tasting room tasters. So literally, you go into the tasting room, and when I did the podcast with them, they're like, "Here, try whatever you want to try." So I like literally cracked this one open because I knew LFG had just done that purple rain, and I was like, "Okay, let me try this." And then I was lucky enough to find this one on the secondary market, and I bought it immediately because I was like, "It's some tasty juice." Nice. So, yeah, it's good yep. stuff. So that's kind of it. Yeah, so it's great now that, you know, the the wife can go to Huber and enjoy her wine, and now we can enjoy our, enjoy our bourbon. So, that's right. You know, another I, reason to go. I tell people all the time, Starlight is, is a hidden gem that most people just weren't aware of, and I think a lot of people were scared off. You know, two and a half years ago, when they first started releasing their bourbon, it was young. I mean, it, it is what it is. And the funny thing is that's all they could release, and they've got some stuff in, in, in one of the rickhouses that, you know, is 12, 13 years old that they, they just can't legally sell because they didn't have the license to, you know, at that point, you know, sell it or distribute it. So so, so what do they do with that? There's a lot of happy employees probably. Absolutely. A lot okay. of happy employees. Right. I think they do some tastings and things like that out of that rickhouse. Yeah. Um, you know, I think they can eventually maybe blend it, but there, there's some laws and some statutes that they have to go through in order to get there. So I, I told Ted whenever uh, the statutes were lifted and then they could finally do <laughs> It, I, I should be the first call they, they they do so yeah absolutely yeah so good deal um so let's let's try this one see what everybody thinks and then we'll uh get ready to sign off on this thing yeah no it's it's uh, i like it it's it's uh you can definitely taste the sweetness to it but that is good I, and, and and i i'm with you i uh, you know when 
when you said you were bringing a bunch of Starlight picks over, I'd heard not so good things about Starlight before, but but I had your pick. I had the um, sorry folks, twenty twenty's close pick, and and I like that. And so you know, after that, I said, okay, we'll listen to it. That Rye and and now this one is both good picks. Yeah, they're These, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. They're I mean I I uh, I. I I mean, I'd, I'd buy it now. I mean, I, I, like I said, I, I've, uh, I've heard, I heard the earlier, the earlier uh, stories about them, but now, I mean, this is good stuff. Yep. Like I'm, like I said, I'm already scheduling my my trip up to Huber Farm now with the wife and, and <laughs> a little pumpkin yeah. picking. Ironically, you know, picking. you know, we're we're going up there on Sunday already. I, you know, we already t- it's pumpkin picking season, so we're we'll be up there on Sunday. But yeah, I, I think they do a really good job there. Um, their finishing products are what really, really turned me on to them originally. And I'm with you on that because, like I said earlier, on the store picks and 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 talking about the bourbon chase and everything else. I mean, some of these some of these different bourbons, and when they finish them in different casks or they finish them a different way, or you've got a store pick, and so you've got a you've got a single barrel. That's the that's what I'm after because you know it's it's fun to have a a bottle that you're never going to have another one of those bottles. You're not going to have a different flavor to, uh, to, to try based on that bottle. And so they're, you know, I've got, you know, as we're sitting around here, I got plenty of bottles around here. There's plenty that are open, but they're not all empty because I'll, I'll, I'll have one out of that and I'll cherish it for a little bit longer. Cause I know it's a store pick. I'm not going to get it again. Well, let's throw that around. What's, what's one pit or one bottle that you have, that you won't open until it's a special occasion, maybe that's, five years down the road. Does everybody have maybe a different bottle? It's like, hey, I'm holding on to this. Yeah, that's a, that's a great that's a great question. I, for, at least for me, it is. So, so I've got I've got three. One I've opened, and and two I haven't. And and so the two I, I've got three daughters. So I should probably preface that first. So, um, and not that I think you know one way or the other. I've got. You know, with the three daughters, I've got two pappies that, I, that I'm going to wait to open until their wedding. But I've got one. I've got a birthday bourbon from from 2010, and it's a, and it's a it's a story. And, and you know, give me a couple minutes to go through it. So my my dad um, had uh, Louis Body's dementia, and he unfortunately passed away last year. And uh, his uh, part of his heritage is Irish, and so on the night of his wake uh my mom wanted to do an irish wake at the house and she asked me she said listen uh i know a lot of people that that are going to come over here don't drink scotch and and that kind of stuff and and don't do irish whiskey so just pick up some bourbon bring some good bourbon bring some beer and and uh, we'll have a good time and so i went over and i picked up i was like i don't know who i was going to go to this so i literally i picked up a couple handles of woodford and a couple handles of uh buffalo trays just to get through the night because i knew they were going to be mixing it with everything else and uh and then picked up a bunch of irish beer and when i get to the house mom goes hey i got this bottle of bourbon that, that i haven't opened yet and and uh, here we can throw this out there too and it's this 2010 uh bottle of birthday bourbon and i said no, no. you're not, <laughs> you're not putting <laughs> it out there and um is that good and, peter and, and is she, that yeah, good and, yeah and, and mom's not a, mom's not a big bourbon drinker and uh obviously and so she uh, uh, she said, "Oh, here I haven't opened this." I said, "No, that's a that's a great bottle of bourbon. You're, we're not putting that out for people to mix with anything, uh, and for the people that know what it is, they're going to drink it up." And she goes, "Well, you can have it." And so then uh, you know we you know I said, "Okay, great, I'll take it." And uh, actually, her neighbor had given it. Her neighbor was a, an exec at a Brown Foreman. That's how she had gotten it. So she had no clue what it was. And 
so then a year later, about this past August is when it was his uh, one year anniversary of him passing, and so my wife and I uh, cracked it and we uh, took a took a uh, had a drink out of it, and it was good juice. It was great, loved it. Uh, and so each year now on that one year anniversary, I'll have that bourbon to to try, and it's just a uh, you know it's one of those things that I've never for me I've never had another birthday bourbon, so I couldn't tell you what to try it up against. To it was really good. It was hot. It was spicy, like you know Scott, you were saying you like, um, but it's good stuff. And so then the other two, the other two pappies, and I gotta get one more. I got three daughters. So I gotta get one more pappy to figure <laughs> yeah. out. Well, that'll be an easy hunt. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah it just takes money, right? So you got plenty so, of trade yeah. bait now. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I was a real jerk, so I decided I wanted to get birthday bourbons for both my daughter's birthday. So I have a 2003 and a 2006, and that was no small feat to get both <laughs> of those. <laughs> That's awesome. So those are two bottles that will sit there until they turn nice. 21 or till they get married. I can't right. really decide which one's which, but uh, right. I, I understand where you're coming from. Well, I appreciate you guys putting that thought in my head now. I got to start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go find a birthday bourbon. Well, I've got. I, I was at I was at my my kids' uh, school's fundraiser last year, and they had this ring toss for bourbon, and uh, I I ring toss something. I I. I I forget what I got. Maker, something, something I got. Then they come out, they replace it with a, uh, a Blanton's. I'm like, okay, well, all right, I'll do it again. <laughs> and I threw it again and I got it. What ended up being my oldest daughter's birthday. And so I don't have to do the birthday bourbon. So there you, you go. you're That's in great. a little, yeah, yeah so you got it. You got to get already the, got uh, mine. I'm done. But it cost me a pretty pity. Yeah. Sure. I'm going to say, so, so I've got uh, of one of three of, for their birthdays, I've got my daughter, my oldest daughter's birthday, uh, uh, Blanton, so I got two more to go. So, well, that's a hard story to follow. That is, uh, yeah, so yeah. I'm you can't follow that. Quick. I'm gonna be real quick on this. So, literally, I'm a sucker for the, you know, the silver dollar and what Larry Rice does, being able to, you know, get the picks that he gets. Uh, and so I just, so, you know, so let me interrupt you for yeah, a second. Go ahead. I think I think people really forget about how awesome of a picker Susie Holt is. So that, yeah, right, true. I was yes, going to say absolutely. I just I just want yep. I want to make sure I throw Susie a a, a, a shout out there in that situation. Yeah. Shout she out, she Suze. picks that well that that well or foolproof. I mean, yeah, yeah she, she does a she's got a phenomenal palate. So go ahead, sorry, well, he, girl. He's good at putting the right people yes in the place to pick his stuff. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. But yeah, I've just got one of the double medallions, you know, Weller foolproof that I, you know, that's kind of the one that you know I'm kind of waiting to, to crack. So nothing, nothing crazy, you know, but you know, just something that you know I look forward to, you know, the right time to crack it. So. I'm actually in the same same boat. The uh, the silver dollar uh, staying alive. Peter actually helped me get involved or get in get into it and, and get a few picks out of it. Um, was really my start during this whole virus to really kind of expand my whole collection. And the Weller Foolproof is, is the one that I'm not going to open until, you know, at some point, whenever we have a child, will be the, the first thing we open. But that's the one sitting on my shelf, too, that I'm going to hold on to. Mm-hmm. So now, now, you said you picked a couple of picks. Now, I, I know you're, I know Amy's around here somewhere, but um, that's not what happened. What happened was, what happened is, was is somehow, what had happened in was. that when I signed up, it, and everybody knows how these silver dollar picks works and every, all that. And if stuff. they don't, don't tell them they, so yeah, I can no, still get on here. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I missed so, the last time. So there were some issues in terms of signing up, and and with us working from home, you work, you've got your computer set up at home, and you've got your phone set up at home. And so I was kind of going through in each, and they were they were you know uh, spinning, 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 and so somehow I got through, and somehow I got two uh, time slots to get in there. And I thought, oh crap, here, here we go, right? Like. I don't. I don't want to be this asshole who who now has two time slots and has two yeah, names on there. That's not really a problem. It was all legal. You can be. always give one. Away. I know. Yeah, so, you know. so that's what I did. I, I 
I text Matt and I said, hey, here's the deal. I, I got you a spot in this thing. You're going to have some good bourbon picks. It'll be a good time. Just, you know, get in there. So I put his name on that one. Just I, mean, I had to put somebody's name on it besides mine, so I put him on it. So he and got I, in there. And I think so, I bought about nine bottles. Yeah, and that's, I, that's but, the thing. And, you and, said and, a couple of bottles. Oh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. I, yeah. I, it was, I, come, I come home with like three or four, and, and you know, I'm, you know, trying so, to explain so to my wife, like, been, these are great picks. We're never going to get them again. And then Matt comes home. He, I mean, he doesn't have enough counter space to take the picture of all these bottles he got. The bartender kept selling me. She yeah. kept telling me, like, hey, this one tastes like chocolate. This one tastes caramel. And I said, just throw it in. Like, that yeah. I love that. I'm in. I'm so, in. That, so. that, that's Susie for you. But Susie yeah, was great. Susie is great. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that that's always good. You know, so I've got my two birthday bourbons, um, you know, and I always will hold back a stag or something on the BTAC collection. You, the stag and the Thomas H. Handy are my two favorite out of that. Um, so I try to get one every year. I didn't get one last year of either one. I was lucky enough to try all of ones last year, except for the Eagle Rare 17. So that's kind of my, my hold back bottles, you know, or those, the, the two birthday bourbons for my kids. And then, um, you know, I, I like to hold back at least one stag until a special moment comes up. And it might be, a buddy's getting married, or it might be, you know, somebody's graduating from college, you know, whatever it might be. So I got, I got a good story on the stag. So, um, let's see, uh, I've been married 13 years. So I'm going to say it was between 16 and 14 years ago. Uh, the first time I tried stag and, and again, back then you could find it, you could go in there and, and get it. And so, uh, a really good friend of mine one of my wife's best friends from from high school actually the guy that introduced my wife and i um his uh uh one of his friends had a had a pretty nice boat we went out in the river all the time on it and everything and he had a bottle of george c sag on it and so i'd never i'd never tried it before and uh he said hey hey let's get get that bourbon out of there it's good stuff it's a little hot but you know we're, let's celebrate we're gonna have a good time so i got out um, the styrofoam cups that he had underneath his kitchenette on his boat. <laughs> and for those of you, this is... I already know where this story's going. <laughs> this is a PSA. Let me tell you something. If you've ever had any sort of high-proof bourbon, uh, don't put it in a styrofoam cup. Because I poured that George C. Stag in those styrofoam cups, and by the time I lifted it up, it was, had eaten through those cups, and it was gone. Yep. All right? Yep. Was it one of the hazmats, one of the 140s, or something had, like that? Oh yeah, it was. It was a yeah, it was it was high up there. So then, when um, uh, my wife and I got married, uh, I I wanted to buy my father in law. So well, let me back up. My wife's a middle the middle daughter. She was the second one to get married. Her older uh, uh, her older daughter had gotten married, and her father and my our father in law had uh, this really nice bottle of scotch. Again, I'm not a scotch drinker, but it was whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm probably gonna butcher this, but twenty plus years scotch, good stuff. And he pulled that out on his first daughter's wedding. We passed it around, and everyone was like, "Oh, this is great scotch. This is great." Da 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 da. And it tasted like I was licking old socks. So, so I said, all right, I'm going to get you bourbon because at that point I've been drinking some bourbon a little bit. Whiskey and I, Yeah, I got these whiskeys here. So I got him some George C. Stag and I got it for him and we passed it around and everybody loved it. So fast forward to a few years ago and I knew my father-in-law was not a big bourbon guy. So I fast forward to a couple years ago and I'm getting into the bourbon and I'm over there and he's like, hey, get in there. Whatever you want to get into the liquor. I'm looking for that George C. Stag. I'm thinking. There's no way. He probably drank it with Coke or something. I have no clue where it went. <laughs> I don't. I still, still to this day, I don't know where it went. But I'm thinking. <laughs> Somebody we came by. Back. 
Exactly. I got I got a 2007 George C. Stack somewhere laying around, yeah. but I don't know where it is. So yeah, yeah no. that's a funny story. Good stuff. Sounds like we know what to do after this podcast. Yes, so we're, yeah. Yeah. we're going to search. He the lives house. in the neighborhood. We're going to go over there. <laughs> yeah. So, so I told my wife because uh, I'm I'm now into hunting dusty turkey. So uh, okay. any, any vintage like 2000 or earlier wild turkey, I'm I'm kind of been hunting that i told her i was gonna as soon as covid is over or everybody at least feels a little safer about it that i'm gonna start knocking on like all the old people's houses in in the subdivision across the street from us and be like do you got any old bourbon in your (laughs) in your basement or something like that and just take wads of cash with me and be like i'll pay you for it (laughs) (laughs) just to see what i can find because i've been trying to get another donut bottle for god i guess like two years now and it's it's one of my favorite bourbons of all time is the the old uh, wild turkey donut i think they only made them from like 98 to 2002 but they're just so damn tasty yeah so that's good stuff well, good deal. So, hey, gentlemen, I really appreciate you for being on for Bourbon Barrel Talk this week. Uh, if you want to find us on Bourbon Barrel Talk, you can find us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, you can also email any questions, comments, or concerns to bourbonbarreltalk at gmail.com. This is Scott Minton, Matt Wagner, Earl Kramer, and Peter Massey all signing off. Thanks, Peace. guys. Peace. Thanks. Appreciate it.